Good morning, everyone. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, as I'm sure you're aware. And uh, I want us today to um, think about another part of that chapter. I heard on the news yesterday, or not yesterday, I think, well, sometime this week, that the oldest ever recorded person died at the age of 113. Well, that's not totally accurate, because the oldest recorded person died at the incredible age of 969 years. And perhaps uh, at some stage we'll, we'll talk about why that why people lived so long <clears throat> before the flood and obviously not so long after. And yet here is an interesting fact. Though the oldest person who ever lived, uh, <clears throat> 969 years as, he sa- as we said, he died before his father. You just try and work that out. To do so you need to think about what we're about to read. So my subject today is about that father, the father of Methuselah, Enoch by name. So Genesis chapter 5 says this, Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. All the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Then in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 and 6, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him diligently. And then lastly, in the book of Jude, the penultimate book of the Bible, verses 14 and 15, Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes, with ten thousand of his saints, to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. I want to say so much about this man Enoch, because he's such an interesting character. His name means very significantly dedicated. However, we're not going to do it all in one message. That would be totally impossible. So what I want to do is to just look at this particular thought of him being dedicated to his God. You might say to me that to be dedicated to God could only be true of a person with no other commitments or challenges. Well, Enoch was a family man with a wife and at least five children, because it said he had sons and daughters, plus Methuselah, his firstborn. So I'd like to say, even with all the challenges, stresses, 
and often frustrations of family life, much as it's very pleasurable too, it's, it's still possible, even with all those challenges, etc., to be dedicated to God. Then there was the environment in which he lived. Uh, <clears throat> they were anything but conducive to a godly, dedicated life. At the age of 65, his wife gave birth to this son of whom we've been speaking. This child wasn't just any, other, any old child. <clears throat> he was given a name, Methuselah, which means when he is dead, it shall be sent. You see, this child, Methuselah, was a message from God, warning the world of God's impending judgment that could come, perhaps, when least expected. They never knew when this man was going to die. Yet how merciful our God is that he withheld his judgment for 969 years. And then when Methuselah died, the flood came and wiped all humanity out apart from Noah and his family. What I'm trying to say is that the world Enoch lived in was becoming increasingly godless and violent. Listen to what the scripture says. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. So even in a God-denying, Christ-rejecting society like we live in, which is in character, I believe, very similar to those days prior to the flood and the days in which Enoch lived, it's still possible to be dedicated to God. I wouldn't want to major on the fact that Enoch lived 365 years, but it is interesting. And if you want me to say what I really think, then yes, it represents a year for a day. In other words, his dedication was total and complete. However, it seems to me that the pivotal point in Enoch's life was when Methuselah was born. Scripture says Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. The message of judgment that God gave to the world clearly had an impact upon Enoch. And it appears that it was at that point he turned away from all that characterised his contemporaries and the world that he lived in and began his intimate walk with his God. <clears throat> As we look at our once blessed, God-fearing country and the conditions that prevail here now and in the rest of Western Europe for that matter, what does it do to your heart and your desires? Do you want to be part of its pleasure-seeking, money-mad, corruption, perversity, immorality and wickedness? Or does it do to you what a similar society did to Enoch? It turned his heart in dedication to his God and he began to walk a walk of faith, a walk with God, a walk that pleased God and that ultimately took him to heaven. That's what it ought to do for you and me, dear fellow Christian. Someone has said that they too walked together every day and they went further each time and then one day they never came back. 
I'd like to conclude today's consideration by mentioning one more thing, which I believe to be very important. When he was there amongst the people of his day, there undoubtedly were those who opposed him. There would have been those who ignored him, or perhaps thought he was mad. But there were also those who had to testify to the fact that this man's life and conduct pleased God. When he was gone, they missed him, and they couldn't find him. Scripture says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found. That, to me, means that they searched for him. Do you remember what was said about Abel, that he, being dead, still speaks? I'd like to address you Christians that are listening this morning. Even though you think no one is watching or listening to your life as well as your lips, could it be that when you are gone, they'll search for you? Why? Because they miss you. And actually, you did make a significant difference to their lives. Finally, can I speak from my heart to yours, dear unsaved listener? You've perhaps been watching a Christian or other or Christians and how they act and react, even when things are tough for them. They seem to have an inner strength that you wish you had, a peace that seems supernatural. You've also been perhaps secretly, but nevertheless intently, listening to what they have to say about anything and everything, especially about their faith in the Lord Jesus. But then, oh no, a message comes saying they're gone. Will you miss them? Will you try to find them? And begin to say to yourself, I wish I'd listened more attentively to what they had to say because their life was completely different. It had significance. It was purposeful. And it was a life that very evidently had the smile and love of God motivating it. You see, those odd, different, unusual, otherworldly, heavenly-minded people one day, possibly sooner than we think, will be gone. For the Lord Jesus is coming back to take them to be forever with himself. What will my life and yours be like until that day, fellow believer? Will it be a life that maybe even reluctantly unbelievers will have to admit is a life in touch with God, a life that clearly is pleasing to him and consequently an amazing blessing to those around us? I do hope and pray that is so with you and especially with me. But for you, dear unbelieving friend, when Jesus comes again and takes his people home, you will have no second chance. There will be no hope, only a fearful looking for of God's judgment. But the people of that time, Enoch's time, eventually went on and lived life as usual. As Jesus said, as it was in the days that were before the flood, They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. And he went on to say, so shall it be. So shall it be. I pray God that you will not be, dear listener this morning, amongst those lost souls 
who are left behind for judgment after Jesus has taken his people home. I trust that these things will challenge your heart today and have a deep and eternal effect upon your never-dying soul. God bless his word to you.